Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to this episode of Puck on Top, which is episode... Um, 12. 12? Possibly. And it's Wednesday, June 29th, 2016, and today is, is a very dark day in the world of hockey. It is a day that will live in infamy as the two worst trades I've ever personally seen with my own two eyes um, happened. Yes. So we had a bunch of topics for today um, that we're going to cover later on in the episode. Um, We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about some of the new prospects. um, And we're going to talk about some fun stuff. But first, we're going to spend some time talking about two people that are very dear to both me and Kim's heart, and that is Taylor Hall and P.K. Subban. Um, first, we have, um, we're going to do a little musical tribute to both of these people who we love. Um, and if you are listening, please just, like, if you have a candle, just, like, get it out and, like, light the candle while you're listening to this and just, like, have a moment of silence for these two great dudes who we love. And um, the first, the first musical tribute is going to be this classic Sarah McLaughlin piece that I think will uh, um, all resonate with your hearts deeply. Here we go. musical tribute kim yep um so for this one is also a song that is near and dear to our hearts um and we feel it's a good way to show the fickle um passage of time and decision making by um very stupid hockey general managers yes so this is um a song that you all will probably know and love Tribute, tribute, memoriam to Taylor if Hall, you will, to, to Taylor Hall and PK Subban, to former Edmonton Oiler Taylor Hall, and to former Montreal Canadian PK Subban. <sighs> that is painful. So now we're gonna we're just gonna talk about the trades a little bit. Um, so if by now you haven't heard about these trades, 
I would like to contact I'm you. I'm really sorry um, and that you have to find out right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I want to take a vacation in the rock that you're living under um, because those trades kind of rock the world. Um, so, um, yeah, um, if you haven't heard, Taylor Hall got traded to the New Jersey Devils for um, defenseman, is it Adam Larson? Adam Adam Larson. Adam Larson. Yeah, uh, I'm a defenseman from the New Jersey Devils. Um, and, uh, let's see. I don't really know anything about Adam Larson. His name is familiar only just from, like, that I've heard it just from, I don't know, times we've played the Devils, I guess. Uh, he is, I believe, Swedish or something European. I'm looking him up right now. (laughs) Um... But yeah, uh, it was a one for one uh, deal. Yeah, okay. He's a he's a defenseman from Sweden. Um, he's twenty three years old, six foot three, two hundred six pounds, right handed shot. Apparently, he had pretty high on ice minutes from for the Devils last year. But I don't care because it doesn't matter to me at all. Nope. Because it was a one-for-one trade deal, which means that the Oilers traded Taylor Hall, who I think we can both agree, I think we can all agree, was the most elite forward player in the Edmonton Oilers organization. Um, Most definitely. Um, He He was the best player on his team. Pretty sure he was the highest scorer on his team as well, leader in points and goals scored. Um, and putting all that aside, he was also one of the longest tenured members of the Oilers, which isn't saying much. And he was a number one draft pick in 2010. And he gave up pretty much some of the best years of his hockey playing life to the absolute trash fire that is Edmonton. Yes. And they straight up traded him away for, I'm sure this person is a very nice man and is a good hockey player, but they straight up just traded him away for one, for one dude that no one even knew about until today. Yeah. Um, and they traded him to the New Jersey Devils. Who honestly aren't even on my radar. Like, I don't love them, and I certainly don't hate them, but mostly because I don't think about them in any way, shape, or form, unless they're, like, happen to be playing them that day. And I'm like, oh, wow, we're playing the Devils, that team that I don't really care about either way. Yeah, um, so the, really, the only time I, I ever thought about um, them... The only time I ever thought about them was that was when I um, read Adam Henrique's um, Reddit, and I thought he was really funny, and I was like, "This guy is cool." And then I, I found out he played on the Je- on the Devils, and I was like, "Wow, Adam Henrique single handedly making the Devils more interesting than they have in their entire life as a hockey club." Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't, don't really want to discuss 
the fact that Adam Larson might be a good player. I want to discuss the fact that Peter Chiarelli is literally the devil incarnate. And he's an evil, horrible man, and he's a terrible general manager, and he should not have a job anymore. So, at Edmonton Oilers, if you're listening to this, fire him immediately. Please because he literally said you. in his, like, in his press conference, he literally said that Taylor Hall was upset about being traded and had thought that he was going to be part of the solution in Edmonton. And he for sure should have been like he for sure earned the right to have been there when Edmonton was good and he earned the right to to be captain next year yeah there's no reason why Taylor Hall should not be part of the solution at Edmonton he's given the prime years of his life to that organization and it's just not fair because he is the best player on their team like Say what you want. He's the best player on that team, and it's not fair. I mean, he's the best player. He's he's a perfect natural left winger. Like he, I, I just I'm like I'm I'm honestly speechless. Like I cannot believe that you would literally trade a forward, a top line forward, with so much natural talent, for the promise of possibly getting a good person on defense. Like, and and that's not even like. Like, it's not even like that solves Edmonton's problems at all. Like, their problems are, number one, they have bad defense, but number two, they're terrible at, at like, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for, Kim? I don't know, Reba. Fuck. They're terrible at, like, um, what is, like, the word for growing, for growing talent. Oh, developing. It's not that, though. Yeah, they're they're terrible <laughs> at developing their defensive talent if they even it's have they any. They only draft centers. I know, and they only trade for forwards usually. And well, the thing that boggles my mind about this trade is that Adam Larson isn't even like say PK Subban or even Shea Weber, who's old. But I he know goals. he's not even a blockbuster. Defensemen, like, honestly, like it doesn't make any if, sense. If you have, if you have an asset like Taylor Hall, and you are Peter Chiarelli, and you're like, I am trying to make the Edmonton Oilers better, and I'm trying to make their defense better. I need to use my asset of Taylor Hall to get someone that's amazing because Taylor Hall should go for someone that's yeah, amazing. It's not like they traded for like Eric Carlson or Brent Burns. No, they traded for Adam Larson on a team that no one's ever heard of because they're not good. Yes. Exactly. I'm lit. I just I can't. I don't understand what goes through Peter Chiarelli's mind. And this is what. Well, okay, now he's ruined three lives. Honestly, if I was a Boston Bruins fan, I would have murdered Peter Chiarelli a long time Honestly. ago because he single handedly ruined their chance at becoming a dynasty. Like, can you imagine if Boston if Boston still had Phil Kessel and they still had Tyler Sagan. Like they would have been on fire. They would have been who Peter Chiarelli both treated traded away. Like, are you kidding? They would have been a dynasty. They would have been like the Blackhawks. They would have won the cup three years in a yeah, row. Yeah, they would have been. They would have won in two thousand eleven. They would have won in two thousand twelve. They would have won in two thousand thirteen. Like, come on! You've got to be kidding me! And I cannot. I literally cannot believe the hashtag narrative of Peter Chiarelli trading away the number one and number two draft picks of the two thousand ten draft. I know. Before they've know. even reached their fucking prime. Like, are you kidding me, Peter? What, he traded away Tyler Sagan. Traded away Tyler Sagan when Tyler was 
21 years old, he had fucking written him off as, as like, just, like, a, a washed-up guy. Now look at him. And, uh, he traded him to Dallas for literally sacks of flour. Like, are you kidding me? And now look at him. Tyler Sagan is one of the top scoring forwards in the NHL and is, the like, face of Dallas single-handedly franchise. revived everything in Dallas. Like... I'm speechless. I like, I'm speechless. speechless. And then he trades away Taylor Hall at 24 years old. I mean, Taylor Hall is just 24. But he has so much life left in him. Like, he's he just... So good. He's just 24. And, I mean, his history as a player, like, it, he hasn't had... He hasn't suffered, like, any, like, really severe injuries. Like... He's been a very steadily, like, good player. I think he hit a little bit of a snag this year, but even then, I mean, come on, he plays for the Oilers. Like, it's got to be hard when every day you're just losing and nothing ever is happening better, and you have to go sit in the locker room and talk to a bunch of media who are like, what are you going to do next time? And Taylor's probably like, I don't know. Maybe I could win if we had defense. Like... You know, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's madness. Peter Chiarelli is a fucking hack. He's a joke. He should be blackballed from the NHL. Never allowed to be a general manager again. He should quit his job. And I don't think he should get a job anywhere else. Because obviously he's a complete incompetent fool. So he can't have a job anywhere else anyway. Are you done? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I want everyone to know. That um, me and Reba called each other immediately after the um, the Taylor Hall trade, I, and we were crying, and we were yeah. like, "There's no way this day could get any worse." And then about ten minutes after that, I was like, "Hey, there's rumblings that um, PK Subban is going to go to Nashville," and Reba goes, "Oh, there's no way that could ever happen. That's not going to happen." And then about a minute after that, there was confirmation that PK Subban went to Nashville, um, which hurts me personally. One, not because I so much like the way that Montreal has been treating him lately because honestly they've been shitting on him for the past few years and he deserves way more than what they've been giving him and the honestly like reports just came out saying that they feel like he had character flaws on and off the ice which we all know is a fucking joke honestly I don't think anyone in the world deserves PK Subban on their team because he's amazing and I love him but Montreal trading him for Shea Weber, who still has 10 years left on his contract at like 8 million a year. He's already 31. And if you look at his numbers, he's only as good as his D partner. And who's his D partner in Nashville? Oh, Roman Yossi? Is there a Roman Yossi in, in Montreal? No! The only equivalent would be maybe PK Subban, but you know where PK Subban is right now? He's in Nashville. In Nashville! He's in Nashville! Oh my god! It's insane! I can't believe this happened! Like, I really think that, like, everyone just looked at the fact that Shea Weber has, like, a really hard shot, like, that one time at that All-Star game when, like, they clocked his shot and they were like, it was 101 or something, and then everyone was like, whoa, that means he's a really good defenseman, when actually that means absolutely nothing, because when is he ever going to just get a straight shot at the fucking goal with his puck and, and... And just have nobody standing in his way. And since when like does life speed isn't the all star game much anyway? Because if people, sh- you know, like at what what point is a 
it going to be like, oh, well, you know, you know, PK was only shooting at 98 miles an hour, but Shea Weber was shooting at 105, and that's why the shot went in. Like, that's not, that's not. I'm sorry, that's just not, that's how, just not how hockey the game works. works. Because it doesn't matter how hard your shot is, like, if you don't go in the net, it doesn't mean anything. And it just. Because, like, there's still a goalie's body there that can block your shot no matter what. Remember when fucking Kari Lettinen took a Shea Weber slap shot to the crotch? Honestly, bless him. If anyone is listening and you want him on your team, that's the kind of bravery he has um, for only the small price of his massive yeah. contract on your account. I'm talking to you, Montreal, in case you wanted to give up Carey I mean, Price. If Montreal is in the business right now of taking aging guys who are being held up by other players on their team for young, hot talent, honestly, Kari Lettinen is the man for you, because... Um, I know. And you know what? Kari Lettinen, he is familiar with the Shea Weber slap shot. So he knows how it I works. think if you're going to have Shea Weber on your defense, then Kari Lettinen, he's already taken a slap shot to the dick. What more could you want from a goalie? What what other goalie out there has done that? And Carey Price. I think it's really win-win for um, you guys. You are a UFA in 2018. Just know there will all be always be a home for you in Dallas. I personally have bought a house already and I've set it up and there's a welcome mat that says welcome Terry. Um and yeah. I, all you need to do is come to the airport and I'll meet you there with the key and it's all set up for you, okay? It's rodeo. It's rodeo themed. Honestly, Texas is the best place for you to be, Carrie Price. I'm just saying. Um Montreal, even if he comes to us UFA, you can have Travis Moen as a parting gift. From yeah, no, we'll personally. give you Travis Moen because we got Travis Moen for you from you, and we don't really need him. So you can just you have, can him, have back. him back. It's a gift. It's like a way of saying thanks for running all of your best players out of town. XOXO Dallas. That's from me. Yeah, and then like just if Peter Shirelli is like listening and and like you know, I personally think like that if you guys are looking for defense in on the Oilers, like, we have this player named Jamie Alexiak, who's, like, really tall, but terrible at skating, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, he's really good at skating, he's so good at skating, isn't he good at skating, Yeah, and he's also very big, that's some big and I just think that, like, if you want to give us Connor McDavid for him, like, I think that it would be, like, a really great deal for you and also would probably help the Oilers win a cup. Honestly, you know what's saying, because what the Oilers need is they keep drafting all of these small, speedy forwards, and what they need is these D-men who are the size of refrigerators, which we so happen to have with Jamie Alexiak. Honestly, it's like a win-win here. They can get rid of that small good scorer that is Connor McDavid and trade him. No, no, he's not good at scoring. Oh him. yeah, no, you don't need him. Yeah, he has no. a cancer in your locker room, to be honest. Yeah. All of that, you know, humble Canadian politeness, you don't need that in your locker room. Yeah, and then like so when you eventually make your captain um the trash can in the locker room that people put their hockey tape in, um I think Alexiak would be a great person to be the alternate. Mm-hmm. So, so like you could have a captain. Just keep that in mind. That is a a garbage can, and then Jamie Alexiak with be, the hockey tape 
it obviously because if the hockey takes not in it then it's not a great captain it's not captain material i don't um, think and then um you know who could be the other a reba adam who? larson <gasps> i know this is a great idea honestly peter chiarelli give us a call i'm personally the new gm for the dallas stars um mm-hmm. i'm here jim Nill is on vacation and he left us in charge so we're here to make some trades with you what up? um let us know Mm-hmm. On the real though, um, I'm mad at Jim Nil because we could have gotten Taylor Hall for Beans. Honestly, we could have legitimately gotten Taylor Hall for Jamie Oleksiak. I know. Guess who's also 23? Jamie Oleksiak. Is he really? Guess who's also six foot three? Jamie Oleksiak's not six foot three. He's six foot seven. You know, honestly, they wouldn't even notice the difference in the locker room. They wouldn't know they wouldn't. the difference. They could Jim. Are you asleep? Are you sleeping? Because, like, I'm offended. Honestly, Taylor. And also... If you're listening to this and you don't want to go to New Jersey, you're basically twins with Jamie Alexiak. Just show up to Dallas in an Alexiak jersey. No one's going to know. You're probably better at defense than him, too. It's a win-win. Probably. And, you know, I think, like, after all of our sadness passed, like, I legitimately could not breathe. The minute I saw that Taylor Hall was being traded, I was like, oh my, I was like, you need to tell me where he's going right now immediately. Um, Because if you didn't know people listening, I love Taylor Hall with my entire heart. Like, he's one of my favorite NHL players. Probably one of the only reasons why I ever was an Edmonton Oilers fan, which I'll have to be rethinking now. Um, I don't know if I can really abandon my son, Connor McDavid, but... I mean, oh, you guys know it's gonna be hard. that my order went Dallas, Montreal, Edmonton. Um, so I'm going to need to make yeah. some changes. I'm pretty sure the last time I did my order, Edmonton was number three. Um, my, I have to make some night changes, if you will, um, over uh-huh. the course of this off season. So it might look very different. If you want me to be a fan of your team, because obviously my ranking is blown wide open, um, feel free to make your case and at me your best... Um, arguments on twitter yeah um i've already decided to become a cbj fan so um okay. there's one like team i can replace decides to be a cbj fan in the off season and then they get to the season and then they see them play and they're kind of like you're doing really well hon because <laughs> they're so convincing and they make such good content you know what? It's just like I like the guys on the team so much. They're such great people. Well, you can't be attached to a team because of their men. Because obviously, look what happened to me. I know. Lars Eller gets it's traded. It's ridiculous. And then they trade PK Subban. What's next? They're gonna be like, but, oh, we're gonna take, we're gonna give you, um, we're gonna give you Alex Galchenyuk, um, in exchange for your fourth line center. Who? also still gets called down to the AHL on occasion. Exactly. Like, that's honestly... Like, they could make that trade right now, and I wouldn't be surprised. They could trade Alex Galchenyuk to... What What are those teams that don't exist? What's a team that doesn't exist, Reba? The Hartford Whalers? No, like a, an NHL team, but doesn't exist like the Devils. Oh, I mean the Plim... No. I don't know, I just made that up. <laughs> the Plymouth Rock... <laughs> the Plymouth Rocks. <laughs> anyway, 
fucking, like, Colorado avalanche, and they're gonna be like, hey, so I hear that, um, that's... That you have a prospect. That Sam Henley guy. San Antonio. That Sam Henley guy you have down in San Antonio who, um, heads up their third line is pretty good. I'll give you Alex Galchenyuk for him. And I'll also just throw in Brendan Gallagher because I'm pretty sure they can't go anywhere without each other. Exactly. And then Patrick Wall's gonna be like, this is amazing! Oh my god! Let me give you Troy Burke as well! And then Troy Burke... I just really, like, wanna... I just really wish that I was in the room when Ray Shiro did that deal. When he did that deal with Shirelli. Because, like, you know Ray Shiro was like, I am scamming this motherfucker right now. I am scamming on him. I'm robbing him. But, like, he had to, like, sit there and try to pretend, like, it was, like, so legitimate. You know, like, he was like, oh, yeah, um... Uh, sure. Oh, you guys are uh, trying to get rid of Taylor Hall. Like, uh, oh, cool. I'm not that interested. Yeah. It's He's, fine. He's like talking to him on Skype like this, and then like behind the computer, someone's holding up a sign that says, "You are God." <laughs> behind the computer is like is like just like the managing like Staff. whatever of yeah. of New Jersey. Like, like fucking do it, dude. Fucking do Go it. Like, it. Go for it. Exactly. And like when he when he like secured that deal, and Peter Shirelli's like, "Well, this is just thank you." so much ray like i'm so happy right now i just i feel like we got a great deal and ray's like mm, yes thank you she already i have to go <laughs> now like, oh man you want adam larson for taylor hall number one draft pick of the 2011 draft who's been carrying your team that seems like such an a good deal yeah you oh know Shira had to like downplay taylor hall too he was like oh yeah Taylor. Taylor, I, mm, I maybe have heard of him. I rings a bell. Is he a redhead? <laughs> oh, it's the orange he's always wearing. That's I must uh, have confused right, him with yeah. someone else. He's an all. I mean, he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's like a doggy lair. Yeah. I mean, he's never won a cup or anything, but you know, I hear he's kind of okay. If you want to give me him. I mean, don't burden yourself. I, I could give you, um, I could give you Adam, Adam Larson. Adam Larson? Yeah. You know, he's you know the what? best he is basically on my team. Around the devil's, uh, we call him the New Jersey Taylor Hall. That's what we call him. Around here, that's his nickname. You know, on his... On his little locker, it says indispensable Larson because we don't know what we would do without him. Honestly, yeah. it's it's not like we can ever replace him with a def- I with a center. Would be devastated. This Taylor would be Hall. a steal for you, Peter. You're a I. You're a great general manager. I've admired so many of your trades. <laughs> Like when you traded Tyler Sagan for Louis Erickson and that other person I can't remember the name of. Whenever you gave Phil Kessel to Toronto for basically peanuts, honestly, that trade still features in my dreams sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Phil Kessel, right? Like, who cares about that guy? <laughs> it's not like he just won a cup or anything. Yeah, I mean, you were so good to get him out of there, get him out of the Bruins. That was such a good choice. I have to hang up now, because, um, yeah, I'd got stuff to do. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's great talking to you, and this was super fun. We should do it again. Sometime. If you're interested in maybe unloading the dead weight of... Connor McDavid? Yeah, or... Who's that guy? Ryan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, is that his name? Jordan Eberly, maybe? I don't know. These people, you know, if you're looking, just you just call your old pal Ray up, and I will be here for you, buddy. Loved this talk. Gotta, Gotta go. go. No take backs. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry to Adam Larson, who is just an innocent in this whole situation. I'm sure he's a nice person. Um. Also, he has to go live in Edmonton now, which I've looked yeah, up, no. and it sucks. Honestly, he's the he loses in every way. Like he loses. He's going there, and he doesn't even have Taylor Hall to play with He doesn't with even now. have a captain. His captain is the garbage can with the tape in it. Yeah. No, you know what? Peter Chiarelli and the Edmonton is going to probably make Connor McDavid captain next year at 19. And also, they're going to ruin his life. So. Next year at 19. <laughs> and also currently right now at 18. Yeah, no, if that happens, I mean, I don't know. I just say, let's burn it down, eh? Um, so, Reba, if that happens next year, are you up for a little impromptu girls weekend trip to Edmonton? Yeah, I would love to do that. And while we're there, we should just, like... Meet Peter Chiarelli in the pit and fight yeah. him? Yeah. This is my formal invitation to Peter Chiarelli, if he's out there, to fucking fight me. Meet me in the pit, Peter Chiarelli. I'm ready. Okay? I will fight him with my fists. Okay, listen. I've been to a Fall Out Boy concert. I'm pretty sure I know how to handle myself in the pit. Okay? Yeah. And, um... I mean, do we really even need to talk about P.K. Subban? Everyone here knows that Montreal management is racist motherfuckers. Honestly, let's who get are that fucking out of idiots. the fucking way. So let's just state that, and then we'll be done with that talk. And I just want everyone to also have a moment of silence for the fact that P.K. Subban will be playing in the fucking Central Division now. So just, you know, get ready to never win... Ever again. Yeah, you know what would really help against a defender like P.K. Subban, Jim Nil? Um, an elite goaltender like, I don't know, Ben Bishop? Um, just saying. I hear he's on the market yeah. right now. Also, at Jim Nil, where the fuck were you when P.K. Subban was needing to be Holy traded? shit, I know, they're giving him away for beans, too. We could have gotten him for Alexiak, too. You could have called up Montreal and been like, listen, I have this old breakfast burrito from yesterday and I gave me Alexiak, what do you think? And they would have been like, holy shit, he's 23? That seems like an amazing yeah. deal! And we could have sent Jamie Alexiak there and also just thrown in Moen for good measure. As a parting gift. For their hospitality. Exactly. As our friend C said on Twitter, we could have sent Moen in a fucking Sagan jersey. <laughs> Signed by Travis Moen Honestly, to Montreal for P.K. Subban. If, if I would have personally paid the phone bill for that call, that only that call, um, that resulted in P.K. Subban coming to Dallas. I would have personally forked up the money that I, all three dollars in my bank account currently, I would have forked it up and like paid it. I mean, not that we're like biased or anything. I know. Like, 
Dallas isn't our favorite yeah, team. That That's nothing a lie us. if you think that. I'm I don't sorry. Know what I don't even information you're Who hearing. are the stars? I don't I don't know a single Dallas star. I don't actually know anything about hockey, so anyway. Um, um This is our soccer podcast. Welcome. Um football. Yeah. Um well, we took 30 minutes to talk about that. <laughs> we were like, we'll talk about it five minutes max. Um, Sorry, I'm really angry. I'm really angry um, and tipsy because I started day drinking as soon as true. the train happened. Kim just downed like a Smirnoff ice, like as this, as like all the Taylor Hall stuff was just like <laughs> streaming in on Twitter. Kim was just on Skype with me, just like knocking the Smirnoff back <laughs> while I was like sobbing and eating a burrito at the same time. <laughs> So, um, we handled the news very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just so many things, you know, as they say in the hockey world, when it rains, it pours. And, uh, so many stuff has happened this week. Um, so many so stuff. Many stuff. I, so You're much stuff has happened. You're the one who's eating a burrito happened. and not drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm drunk on my sadness, Kim. My grief. Okay, so in other news, um, besides debilitating yeah. trades, um, so the NHL awards happened and the NHL draft happened. Um, mm-hmm. that's the or that's the event where people like Taylor Hall go first overall. Um, except mm-hmm. this year, it yes. was Austin Matthews. That's the event where people like Taylor Hall go first overall, and then they get traded. Yeah. Um, Leafs, if you're anyway. listening and you want to follow the Edmonton model, you can totally trade Austin Matthews to any team that's not in Canada. Um, because yeah. I want him back. If you guys I don't want... care who the fuck he plays for. Is, I mean, well, I don't want to say that. Okay. Well, that's a big statement. There are... <laughs> I will take him gladly. Don't on trade him to the Blackhawks. Amer- any American team except for Blackhawks, some Kings, obvious exceptions, Blues, and the Bruins, probably. Yeah, even the Blues and the Bruins, like I would be I okay could with. Make myself be okay with that, but mostly just the Blackhawks yeah. and the Kings. Please don't do it. But other than that, trade yeah. him anywhere south of the border that you want. Yeah, including Dallas. Maybe Toronto has now, maybe they are, like, looking at the, the like, Im- imploding of every single Canadian management's team, or Canadian team's management, and just being like, oh, shit. I think <laughs> what the Leafs should do, right, my, Mike Babcock, if you're listening to me, he's going to look at the, he's going to go, well, you know what? Let me look at the records of esteemed cup winners, the Edmonton Oilers and Montreal Canadiens, and obviously they've won many cups, uh, not in this century or this decade, but you know, um, in the past, and I should follow their model and trade my best player away. Nazem Kadri, I'll also take you down here. What's up? What's up? You can call me. (laughs) I feel like if, is Lou Lamorello the GM of... Toronto? I think that's it. I think so. I think that's who he is. Um, if he ever tried to do that, I feel like Mike Babcock is the type of person who would, like, go in and just be like, listen, I'll fucking kill you. You stay in this room until the deadline is up. Or yeah. I will slay your throat. <laughs> anyway, so the draft happened. Um, Austin Matthews went first overall. He is the... 
first American to do that besides Patrick Kane, Yeah, he's right? the first since Patrick Kane. He's also the first from Arizona, and he's also the first Mexican-American. Um, so that's a lot of accolades for you, young Mr. Matthews, who's amazing, and I love him very much. Yeah, I um, have spent the last, you know, well, I was starting to sort of learn about him around the time of Worlds. I kept hearing his name, I didn't know who he was, and um, now I love him, and um, it's really exciting to have somebody as promising as Austin um, come into American hockey, because I pretty much avoid American hockey because of the legacy of Patrick Kane, Um, and he is not someone that I want to associate myself with or watch or... Think about about ever. So it's really exciting to think that um, somebody could uh, unseat him in the future. Yeah, I'm very excited for the day whenever someone goes, the face of American hockey, Austin Matthews. And someone's like, what about Patrick Kane? And they're like, um, who? Do you mean that goblin over there? No, I'm sorry. The balding goblin. But he is out of commission. Oh, the balding golem Smeagol who came out of his cave. Yeah, we gave him a ring and he went back in. Yeah, we gave him two rings. Three. Three rings? Three rings. We gave him three rings. Yeah, he kept coming back. That's too many. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's honestly Patrick came when he gets his ring. (laughs) You know what? Actually, Gary Bettman is a hero for letting the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup for three years. I know, years maybe he was Because that he, he was just trying away. to defeat the evil. He was like, I gotta get them back in their little cave. Um, and they just kept coming the fuck out. What the fuck? Oh, speaking of the Blackhawks, you know who else went to Montreal? Andrew Shaw. Oh. Um, so that was a thing that happened. Um, he went, um, for some picks and at the same time, Lars Eller went to the Washington Capitals, a team that I can truly love him on. And he'll get to hang out with TJ Oshie all the time. Um, so that's pretty great. Yeah, so basically, Montreal is, exploding. is on fire. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, Austin went first overall, and that's really exciting. You know what? I think he's going to do well with the Maple Leafs. I'm a little worried because I know that Toronto like most Canadian cities, is super unforgiving about any of their hockey stars, Um, especially the media who love to rip them new assholes continuously for some reason. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I'm a little nervous about that. I think that the actual Maple Leafs team, um, you know, they they have an A plus, like, prospects rating, like, they have, like, an A-plus, like, prospects talent pool. The thing about Toronto um, is that... So their um, history looks... I mean, their future looks good. It's just getting there that I'm a little yeah, worried about. Yeah, it's slogging um, I kind of hope trip. they don't eat up too many years of Austin's um, prime while trying to rebuild themselves. Yeah, me too. I'm a little worried about that. Because, um, you know, these things don't happen overnight. You don't just stop being shitty overnight. I mean, look at Edmonton. Um, but who knows? Um, and I'm really proud of him. And there's this picture of Austin's mama when he got drafted and she just was looking at him like he was the son. And she was a person who had never been outside in 10 years. And it was honestly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. 
Um, yeah, um, if anyone follows, uh, Grania, I think is how you say the name, and she writes for Canucks Army, anyway, she tweeted about it and was just like, this is why, this is, like, what hockey's all about, is to, like, see this happen, and I agree, I think the one of the best things about the draft weekend is, like, we just get to see all those great photos, and you just, I think prospects and rookies like remind us why the game is so fun and why and like why it can be so great you know Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) their their beautiful innocence will die soon but it's fun to witness it for a while um and then there were some other really cute draft stories so yesterday I spent a bunch of time um our friend Mads uh, tweeted at us. So we tweeted out, like, asking people to tell us about, you know, their favorite prospect stories. And because we love rookies here at Puck on Top. We love prospects. You know, they're always fun. And um, our friend Mads tweeted at us about the two boys who were drafted to the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils are looking pretty good right about now. Let's just say that. Um, so they got two players. Um, Nathan... Nathan Bastian, I think is how you say the name, and uh, Mikey McLeod, or McLeod. McLeod? I don't know. McLeod? I, I don't know. Um, and they both play for the, ooh, this is going to be fun for me to say, Mississauga. Oh, I heard of, like, a them Steelheads. in a video, Mississu- and then I forgot about it. We watched, like, 50 yeah. million Don Cherry videos. <laughs> anyway... And Don Cherry lives in this place as long, along with Ron McLean. And they say it like Mississauga? Mississauga? They're like Mississauga or something like that. Mississauga? I don't know. What if I just Google it right now? It's kind of like Mississippi, but with a G. Mississauga. How do you pronounce this word? Oh, there's a video. Mississauga. Mississauga, yeah, that's how I heard them say it. Mississauga. Yeah, okay. That's it. Anyway, they both play for the Mississauga Steelheads, which is a team in the OHL. Um, also, uh, ooh, one of the Nylanders plays for it. I can't remember which one. Alex or Will. Didn't another one get drafted anyway. today? Yeah, there's the two brothers, and one of them plays on the Marlies, and I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Will who plays on the Marlies, and Alex plays on the Mississauga Steelheads. And um, he's, like, really bestie friends with Nathan Bastian and Mikey MacLeod, and also um, they were all at the draft together. And anyway, so... It was super cute. Um... We'll we'll include a link because New Jersey Devils posted a little video where they followed um, uh, Nate, I think, around at when he got um, drafted, and um, it's really cute. You'll get to see a little bit more of their story. Anyway, they're like best friends, and one of them is the quote social media director for the other yeah, one. Yeah, so Nate and the story um, is. So, yeah. right before the draft, Nate was like, yo, Mikey, 
um, we're about to go to the draft, and no matter what happens, you're probably going to get verified. And Mikey was like, um, so? I don't have a Twitter. How can I get verified? And he's like, dude, let me make you one. So he took all this information, and he made Mikey a Twitter. And then even on his own Twitter, it says something like, Mikey Mulia's social media coordinator or something like that. So he, like, made him... Self, he made himself in charge of all of Mikey McLeod's like social media <laughs> stuff. Um, so then Mikey got drafted, and apparently he told. I guess he like talked Nate up so much. Yeah, to New he Jersey. talked Nate up to the Devils, and they took him in the next round the next and day. Yeah, so it was super. Cute. You know what? That is loyalty. Like that is real friendship, dude. Like you get drafted, and you go talk up like your bro to your to the team that drafts you. And that's really nice. Honestly, Reba, if I got drafted, honestly, let's be real, out of the two of us, you would probably get drafted first. But if I got drafted <laughs> first, um, I would be like, oh my god, my girl Reba, she's so good, y'all have to fucking take her. Like, you'd be remiss without her. You wouldn't even have a fucking team. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'd turn into Aziz Ansari. And then Reba would be there with me. My social media coordinator. Yeah. Except you'd be my social media coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I'm kind of like curious to hear more stories of times that that happened where teammates on the like the junior teams talked each other up to GMs and whatever of the teams they got drafted to because you know it happens in what seven rounds. Yeah. So like there's seven chances to take different people and um... oh so if anyone who's listening doesn't understand the draft this is basically how it works each team has a pick like has picks so depending on you know i like the first pick the first 10 picks are depending on your standings at the end of the season i think and then of course there's like the lottery thing for the top ones um but anyway but you can use your pick on any player so Theoretically, the Toronto Maple Leafs could have picked anyone at first. They didn't have to pick Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews was just the projected top pick from, you know, scouting and central scouting and all that stuff. So, like, theoretically, they could have just picked some random person. Obviously, they didn't. Why would you not pick Austin Matthews or any other first projected pick? But anyway... Well, to be so, fair, there's, like, those retrospective things, like, picks, like, whenever they go back and they're, like, now they're looking at it and they're, like, who was the yeah. actual winner of the 2012 draft or whatever, right? I know, right? But hindsight is always twenty twenty, Right, and friends. they say that, like, Johnny Gaudreau should have gone, like, fifth in his draft or something like that, and he was, like, he wasn't even there. I know. He, like, that is my favorite story, that he, like, got called, and he thought it was a prank call when they told him that he'd been drafted. Oh, sweet John. I love John. him so much. Not to bring it back to um, my fave Johnny Goudreau or anything. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so basically that's how the draft works. Um, so, so the top, so the top uh, prospects in this draft were, so we had, we had Austin Matthews at number one. We had number two, which was Patrick Line um, from Finland. And he plays for a Finnish league. And um, then we had number three, which ended up being Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, right? and that's interesting because he wasn't even projected to go in the top ten. So Jesse Pou- 
Fujari? Jesse Pool Party was supposed to go number three. Like, he was projected by everyone to be number three. But then, CBJ was like, oh, you know what? We want Dubois. And everyone's like, what the fuck, CBJ? Why didn't you straight down? And CBJ was like, because we didn't want to. Um, so they didn't, and they got Dubois, and Edmonton, unfortunately, got Pool Party. Um, I'm never going to learn yeah. to say his name right in my whole entire life. Um, I think it's... Pool Jujarvi. Yeah, it's like Pool Jujarvi or something like but that. But he's also like Finnish or something, so that could be an, a YJ, you know, like a YJ. Yeah, and it could I be like know. a WV. So honestly, we're just gonna call him Jesse Pool Party. Um, that's his new nickname. That somebody said that on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was. Sorry, I can't give you props for it, but um, yeah. We'll learn how to say his name right, because I know it's kind of mean to just give people nicknames like that, but whatever. I think Jesse Pool Party is cute. Um, anyway, yeah, so he was, then there was, like, a little bit of drama, because um, he was like, I'm glad to go to Edmonton, uh, like, a real hockey city or something, which he's a little sass, a little sassy about, which is, like, fine, I love it. And then his dad was like, you get to play for McDavid and in Taylor Hall, but guess what? You don't. Sorry, pool party. Sorry, pool party. And also, fucking asshole Peter Chiarelli said that getting pool party in the draft made it easier to let go of Taylor Hall, which is, quite frankly, the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. But you know what? Are we surprised, Kim? No. No. We are, we are not. And honestly, I think me and Reba are going to be bitter about this trade until the day we fucking die. Oh, you know what else happened at the draft, Reba? Hmm. Um, Pittsburgh really wanted a certain pick, so they traded my own son. <laughs> my own flesh and blood. Bo Bennett to the New Jersey Devils. Like, what the fuck is going on in New Jersey right now? I don't know. Ray Shiro is the scammer of the century Honestly, over there. Honestly, anyways, so he got traded to New Jersey, which, if you don't remember, is also the place that um, very competent third liner Devonte Smith Pelly ended up. Um, he's basically the Cody Eakin of Montreal, where he was a third liner, but he could slot up to the second or first lines if they needed him, which he did whenever they did need him when B Galley got out. But I'm just saying, anyways. Um, now everyone's, like, hanging out in New Jersey. Um, so. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Bo is no longer a penguin, which I think we all saw coming to some extent. He's had such a rough time since he got drafted. And you know what? I feel a lot of love for him because he's the highest drafted Californian ever. And he went, what, 11th in the first round, I think? And... You know, when he was healthy and well, he played so good. You know, he could he was on a line with Crosby for a while, and they were, like, doing some shit up there. And, like, you know, but he just could not stay healthy. I, I think a lot of it has to do with his development as well. Like, he wasn't given the development yeah. time that he needed, and then he just kept breaking, and they kept rushing him back. And it was just kind of like... Well, he played... I mean, he played for Wilkes-Barre... You know, I think he actually played for them for like a year or so, but maybe he two. He might have needed just more time, and then he just didn't <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I I think it's just it's just one of those things. It's just like it just happens. Yeah. You know, if it's I mean that's just the sport, that's right? Just it's the just the way the cookie crumbles. You know. Um, 
but still, it's sad to see him leave the Penguins. At least he got, at least we know he's going to get his name on the cup, though. And that'll be fun. Um, and then also, another sad thing. This, this has been a sad week. Um, poor, sweet, tragic Michael Latta oh, no. is no longer a Washington Capitol. I don't really know what he is now. Um, they're just letting him go. Yeah. I don't think anyone's picked him up. Anyone, no one's um, picked him up yet. He might get picked up later on in the season. He'd be a good addition to someone's, like, third or fourth line, probably. Yeah, um, you know, it's just hard. It's like, he... It just sucks because I don't know. Washington... <sighs> it's another one of those things where he didn't get the experience he deserved. So, like, if they weren't going to play him, they should have left him down in Hershey, but they didn't. They kept calling him up to either scratch him or give him, like, two minutes Yeah, in, like, exactly. That's, like, the thing is, like... He's had no time to it grow was, as a player. Yeah, it, it, it... This is... It's... it's this is hard. You know, it's hard to deal with. It's like, um, some people are just like career AHL players and that is respectable in its own right. You know, the AHL is a league. It's, you know, it's vastly different than the NHL, but also like, like you said, Michael Latta, I don't know. He's, he's a good person. Like, he's, I really like him as a person. I think he's a really kind guy, and, like, I think he's a really good teammate, and he's just, like, a good character person to have on a team, but also his hockey skill is just very, I don't know. It's, like, it's not, it's hard I think to if he had been de- see the upside of having I him. I think if he had been developed the way he should have been, because he's pretty young, I mean, he He's not that young anymore, but when he was younger, yeah. if he had been developed the way he should have been, he would have been fine to have on any team's third or fourth line, but the fact is that he wasn't. And then the fact mm-hmm. that they kind of kept him up just to use him for their marketability, like everyone loves him and Tom Wilson. Yeah, and also to like put him in every once in a while so him and Tom could have scraps. And like that's just not fair to him, and it's not fair to Tom Wilson, it's not fair to the rest of the team, and it's not fair to any NHL. NHL team that he could have affected with, you know, being a good person on the third or fourth line just because they decided to not develop him right, and here he is, 26, just not that great because they couldn't give him the time of day. It's just not fair, like, you know? Like, obviously you want to spend the time and and the money on your big stars, but why would you keep him around if you're just not going to use him? I don't know. Washington, in my opinion, is is a weird place because they've got Ovechkin, and I feel like that Ovechkin and, like, the pairing of Ovechkin and Backstrom, like, sort of effectively hides a lot of their weaknesses. Exactly. That, just because they're then, so explosive offensively. And then they have their good goaltender with Braden Holpe. So they're yeah, like, and then oh, they have Holpe, fine. who's, like, a, you know, a Vesna now a Vesna trophy-winning goaltender. And that kind of stuff. And so it really does hide a lot of their weaknesses. And so I think, like, it's hard to get, like, a really good read on them sometimes as a team. Um... But I agree. I just think, you know, I just, like, have a lot of affection for Michael Latta as a person. And um, so, you know, I just feel bad for the dude, you know? And I hope that, I hope that an NHL team somewhere, like, maybe sees him as a good fit. But um, if not, I'm, I think he's probably headed for the AHL. Which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a career AHLer. Like, but it's just, like, it just sucks because he could have been more, but he just yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing the wrong time. with it, but I think also when, like, you've been up there in the NHL level. And he, like, knows what it's like. 
yeah, it's super hard to go back. So, you know what? We wish you all the luck in the world, Michael. And if you want to have a sleepover... We're totally down. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Any more draft stuff? Okay, well, um, let's see. Uh, Dallas did pretty okay in the draft. I mean, we didn't have any, like, really stunning, amazing picks, but we did get Riley Tuft, who is going to be playing for North Dakota, I think, in this coming year. Um, he's a big boy. We like he the big boys in Dallas. He is a big boy. A and, man. um... He's a forward, right? I think he's a left wing, or maybe a right wing. I can't remember. I think he's not a center, Anyway, yeah, and then we also got a goalie, uh, Colton Point, um, who's going to be playing for Colgate University, and I mean, I don't know about you, but Colton Point got on my good side when he said nice things about Kari and Yemi and didn't bash the goalie tandem. I mean, why would he? But also, you know, and he said, he said... Um, that Auntie Niemi has has a Stanley Cup ring, and Kari Lettinen deserves one. And I was like, "All right, That's Colton, nice. like, welcome you, to my you family." Stay, <laughs> um, and you know, so that'll be fun. Um, and then we got a couple other people. We got some. We got uh, Chris Martinet. Martinet. Oh wait, no, we didn't get him in the draft. Did we got him last year, didn't we? Oh yeah, no, we just like re-signed, we just signed him to an entry level or something, anyway. Um, and then I was looking on the prospects, yeah, uh, calendar thing. Yeah, we got him last year, where his, um, his Twitter handle is like, Big Giraffe or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, there's also two, um... I think there's two Korean players at the Prospects camp for Dallas this year, and one of them actually plays in the Asian League, like, for a Korean hockey yeah, team. Yeah, last year we had, um, I think, three or four South Korean players as well, which is super cool. I love whenever clubs go out of their way to invite international players like that. And yeah. it's great. We did it last year, we're doing it again this year, and I love it. Yeah, so it's kind of um, cool to see that happening. And then, of course... Uh, well, we let's just talk about some of our other favorite prospects. Um, Cliff Poo. Oh my God! Who appropriately went 69th in the draft? <laughs> Cliff Poo is my actual son. I love him. He went to the Buffalo Sabers, um, 69th in the draft. So hopefully him and who also got Alex Nylander, so they're doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, him, Alex, and Jack Eichel can all like be BFFs and get up to some mischief up there. Um, totally. if anyone doesn't have Cliff Poo on Snapchat, you should totally add him, because he's hysterical, and I love him. Cliff Poo, if you're listening to this, yeah. you're my new best friend. Um, also, the Flyers did really well, um, in their drafting. Um, they got a player who I'm pretty sure is, like, the child of, like, Claude Giroux and Danny Briere, and that would be German Rubatsov. <laughs> Or Brubotstov. Like, literally look up a picture of him. He literally looks like he could be the child of Claude Giroux and Danny Briere. Um, which, I mean, everyone's been saying, like, I think the Flyers' drafting strategy is just like, are they ginger enough? Do they look like they could be the children of current Flyers players? And I'm pretty sure that's just what Ron Hexall like is just thinking in his mind as he's as he's what drafting people. What he does people. is he takes his current and past rosters and he puts them into that face morph website, um, and then he carries around pictures of all the results. And then at the draft, he kind of holds the pictures up to all the kids 
And he's like, I want that one, and I want that one, mm-hmm. and I want that one. That's mm-hmm. what he does. Yeah, and they also got uh, an- two other players, uh, Pascal Laberge and Wade Allison. And Pascal Laberge actually wrote a Players' Tribune article um, about being an NHL draft prospect. Um, and if you haven't read it, you really should. It's very sweet and a really cool look into what it's like to be, a, you know, to be sort of on the brink of being in the NHL. Um, and he's had, like, a really interesting, sad life. Like, his stepmom passed away and, like, all this stuff. And anyway, I'm very happy for him and I hope the that he does well with the Flyers. Uh, but we'll, we'll add a link to his Players' Tribune um, article with this episode so you guys can read about it. And, um... Let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, Reba, uh, we mentioned earlier that she was, we were watching a bunch of Don Cherry videos. Yeah, so our our friend Emily um, tweeted at us to do a a Don Cherry impression, um, specifically talking about the lack of good Ontario boys in the top 10, which this year, 12 Americans were drafted in the top players list or whatever, Which... which is like a record high for the NHL. Yes. Um,. So, I'm sure Don Cherry was somewhere, like, pissed off. (laughs) So, anyway, in preparation for that, I watched a bunch of episodes of Coach's Corner. And how the fuck do you watch that in Canada? It is awful. Um, Don Cherry is a very mean man. He's not nice. Reba was watching them, and she made me watch her watch them. Um, And it just wasn't fun. Yeah, so I watched, um, the best thing about it was, so I watched his, um, he, every year he, like, meets with the top draft prospects, like, at the, um, Stanley Cup finals, you know, because the NHL invites them to the Stanley Cup games, and, um, (laughs) and, uh, we will also link to this episode because it is so funny. I watched it maybe... I watched this specific part, like, at least 20 times, um, because, (laughs) so, the episode starts off, it was filmed on Bastille Day, or no, no, not Bastille Day, um, D-Day or something, and, uh, Don Cherry is, you know, he's known for wearing his stupid suits, um, and then, like, he also had these cufflinks on, and the cufflink was, like, a Canadian flag and, like, a little cannon, um, and, um, he's wearing it to celebrate that this day, which I'm, like, really blanking on the name, but he goes, he goes, starts out the episode, they're all standing around Don Cherry and Ron McLean, and he goes, we were so far into the Europe! That they told us to stop because the rest of the countries couldn't catch up. And as he's saying this, Alex Nylander is, like, looking across at Pierre-Luc Dubois. And they're, like, trying so hard not to die laughing. And Patrick Line is, like, staring at the floor. And Matthew Kachuk is, like, I don't even know what he's doing. And Austin Matthews has, like, the most awesome poker face on like just trying so hard not to lose it and then later in the episode so each they go around with each prospect with a little microphone and the prospect introduces himself tell where they play junior hockey um talk about someone they want to thank like a usually they think a coach or like whatever and then um say their favorite nhl player 
Pierre-Luc Dubois said Jamie Benn, so shout out to him. Um, and uh, they got Dimathy Kachuk, and he, he goes, my favorite NHL player is Corey Perry. <laughs> and Patrick Lyon looks over at Austin Matthews and just, like, gives him a little shove in the arm. And then they both are just, like, dying laughing because during Worlds, which I'm pretty sure is when Austin and Patrick kind of became pals, uh, Corey Perry slew-footed Austin Matthews in a uh, USA vs. Canada game. And anyway, it was very entertaining. Um, That wasn't my official Don Cherry impersonation. Don't worry, I'm going to do, like, a real one. But I actually need to, like, refresh myself on his voice. So um, we should, like pause to let me do that or I'll let Kim talk for a while about something while I uh, go refresh my voice. Okay, um, so I was just looking at Twitter, um, and let's read some quotes from Taylor Hall and P.K. Subban about their, um, I just trades. looked at this one. So P.K. Subban I says, would love to die. PK, you need to get Don Cherry ready, so if you excuse me, this is my turn now. Um, so P.K. Subban says, I'm just happy to be in a situation where I can excel and feel good about myself coming to the rink every day. Um, which says a lot about the situation that's currently happening in Montreal and how he was being treated by the team. Um, and also, it's just horrible because P.K. Subban had, did absolutely nothing wrong um, besides being the best player in the Montreal Canadiens, you know? Um... And if you're not sad enough, Taylor Hall says that um, he feels slighted by the deal. He says he's been a good soldier for Edmonton for six years and that he takes the trade as an indictment of himself as a hockey player. Which is horrible because he literally did everything except for basically single-handedly drag the Oilers into the playoffs. Um, and that just makes me feel so very sad. And now that I'm sad, Reba, are you ready to be Don Cherry? No. I'm sorry, I just got really upset about that Taylor Hall quote. Ugh! He sees it as an indictment of himself as a player! I know. Okay, talk some, talk about Max Domi while I do okay. this. Okay, so, um, Max Domi has been amazing on this past few weeks in on his Snapchat. If you don't follow him, he's MaxDomi1995 on Snapchat. You'll know him because he has a little hockey stick in his name, and it's adorable. Um, but he went over to someone's house, and he, um, they have baby lions there. I guess he was meeting with the zookeeper, and there was baby lions. And he his Snapchat was literally 10 minutes long of just him playing with lions and he was like so into it and feeding them from a bottle and they were chewing on his fingers and he just like did not put this damn lion down for 10 minutes and my heart was just stopping um and I loved it so much and then he keeps doing things like snapchatting people doing karate by a pool and snapchatting his dog and going through his fridge with his personal little chef guy, and I love Max Domi so much. Like, he does Snapchat the right way. TBH. He's so great. So, anyway. I pulled up an episode of Hockey Night in Canada's Don Cherry on Sidney Crosby whining. 
we're just gonna I'm just gonna play the intro for everyone because the intro um I wish there was a video because like I have a little dance that I do to it now that Kim got to see the other night yeah she did it like eight times every single time yeah so we're just gonna play the play the intro really quick With Ron McLean and Don Cherry. Brought to you by Cheetah Power Surge Energy Drink. No caffeine crash. Okay, well, that literally sounds like Anchorman. Um, this is a personal favorite Don Cherry moment. Um, because <laughs> it's an Easter episode. Uh, he's going to be talking about Don, uh, Sidney Crosby whining, and also he says possibly the greatest thing that that's ever been said by anyone in their entire lives, which I will try to mimic now as, after I listen to it for a minute. Emily, I really hope I don't fail you. I was told by a little nanny named Olga that I look like a Ukrainian eggplant. He put like he put like eight extra syllables in Ukraine. He was like Ukrainian, Ukrainian eggplant. I try to get the way he talks in the back of his throat, but it's super hard. Anyway, so Don here's Don Cherry talking about the lack of Ontario boys. Oh, I just try to tell the boys, you know, I try to tell them to just be Canadian, you know, be the Canadian way. I don't even Arizona. What's that? Is that a province? It's not a province to me. So, <laughs> anyway, this episode, I didn't realize how fucking mean people were to Sidney Crosby. Especially Don Cherry. He's, like, made it his personal mission to bully Sidney Crosby. Don Cherry's a bully in general. This is true. He's, like, the last guard of, like, old, 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 old boys club hockey, you know? Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't know, Don Cherry was once the uh, coach of the Boston Bruins. He was a defenseman who played for, I don't know, teams once in, like, ancient times. Anyway, Coach's Corner is very weird to me. Just the episodes I've watched, I just... it It's very strange. Don Cherry always seems to be looking up and off to the corner where I'm sure there's like a cue card um he's never really looking straight into the camera and it always seems like they're just really unprepared like Don goes off script a lot and Ron who's his little partner um has been doing they've been doing the show together for like years and Ron is always just like haha moving on um so, yeah, I'm sure that Don really had to work super hard to be excited about this year's draft, considering number one and number two were American and Finnish. And uh, another great classic episode that I watched was the one where he was talking about um, how angry he was that Alex Ovechkin was celebrating his goals very uh, intensely and loudly um, celebrating his goals, and this, according to John Cherry, made him look like a goofy soccer player, and that Don, he, 
he often says, I try to tell them, like, and I can just imagine that Don Cherry has, like, the personal numbers of all these NHL stars, and just, like, they have to talk to him, like, every once in a while to, like, humor him, you know? It's like when your grandpa is, like, being super racist, and you're like, okay, grandpa, like, oh, you can stop talking about the black (laughs) people now, that's inappropriate. Yes. Like, you know, like, Don Cherry's on the phone, like, Sydney. I told you not to not to whine anymore. I told you not to dive and do the diving and you and you did the diving. And, and Sydney's like, "Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Don. I will try not to whine anymore. Stop the diving." Thanks for the Thank advice, you. Don. And um anyway, then they just like proceed to show a montage of soccer players that are only like Mexican or like Latino and black. And I was like, who? Well, <laughs> and while they're showing this montage, Don's like, they just look goofy. They just look cool. Go- Do we want our hockey players to be goofy hockey players? We want them to be all up there being goofy. And then he goes, Ovechkin, you know, I would not be surprised if someone just takes him out one day, center ice. When, it, when he's celebrating his goal, some big defenseman is going to come sliding through and just take him out. And I was like, yeah, Don, I'm sure some defenseman is going to be so incensed by Alex Ovechkin's celebration that he will go and take him down <laughs> for you in Canada. You never know. You never know. True. Like True. Um, anyway, I really regret having to watch that many episodes of Coach's Corner. (laughs) Watch so many. (laughs) But I really hope that it was a good enough impersonation. (laughs) I think it could use some work. Um, but... I don't know, I think you were pretty spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, you know, tweet us if you thought it was funny. Or if you're a Don Cherry fan... Why? Or if you're Don Cherry, why? (laughs) (laughs) At least Ron is nice. Ron is pretty nice. He usually, like, compliments people, and he's kind of dorky about hockey, which is, like, really cute. He's like your dad. He's, like, really excited about things. Wow, I said like a lot in that sentence. I know. Wow, you're California showing. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway... (laughs) So, do we want to, do we have anything else we want to do? Yes, um, I, um, as you may know, have recently graduated college, um, and I'm still taking one class left, but I still need to procrastinate that class, um, because I will be procrastinating until the day that I die. So, Mm -hmm. um, I was visiting my mom, and I found a new show to binge watch, because we started doing it together, and it is the, um, hit classic... Ace of Cakes from the Food Network. Do you know who that is, Reba? Yes, I do, actually. Um, I do know who that is because my cousin is best friends with his brother, and they, like, all grew up together in Virginia. And, yeah, that's my six degrees of separation (laughs) from Duff Goldman. Yeah, well, Duff Goldman, I don't know if you know, um is from the north. I think he's from Michigan or Minnesota, one of the in-states, and he really loves hockey. Um, 
so during the time when I first loved this show, when I was in like middle school or high school or whatever, how old I was and hockey was not even on my radar, I didn't notice exactly how many hockey jerseys Duff Goldman wears um, throughout the show. So if you follow me on Twitter, I've been cataloging them with the hashtag JerseyWatch, um, which you can follow along on my Twitter. But if you haven't, um, I have a list for you of some of the um, jerseys he's been spotted wearing. This is from the seven episodes on the Ace of Case collection, which can be found on Netflix. Um, so first, the first thing you notice is that he does the actual opening, like, opening intro or whatever in a USA Hockey jersey, which um, all of his jerseys are pretty much custom and they say either Chef Duff or Duff on the back, which I think is a nice neutral way to go. Um, so he has a USA Hockey jersey, he has a Bruins jersey, a Chesapeake Bay Hockey jersey, an Erie Otters jersey. Um, he got a second USA Hockey jersey when he did a sled hockey cake for the um, sled hockey team and he got to play with the um, gold medal hockey team which was pretty cool. Um, he has a Dartmouth jersey, a Yukon jersey. Um, he met the Hanson brothers from the classic movie Slapshot and he let them beat him up and he was super happy about it. He When you said the Hanson brothers, I thought you were talking about the band Hanson. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has both a New York Rangers hat and jersey, a Red Wings jersey, um, a Senators jersey, which is not Ottawa Senators, a different Senators, and a Grand Rapids Griffins jersey, and a Hershey Bears wow. jersey. Wow. So that's all I've seen in the past seven episodes. That niche hockey, dude. I know, and it's not I like... I can't believe he has an eerie otters. Hershey <laughs> Bears, I know, I know. Um, so Duff Goldman, if you're listening... You're my new best friend. I love you. Um, and if you ever want to be on our podcast, you are more than welcome at any time to be on this podcast and talk to us about hockey and all your niche hockey jerseys. Um, that's your formal invite. So, um, what else you got, Reba? Um... <laughs> I can't believe I made Taylor Hall and PK Subban fuck 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 size 60 on the dock <laughs> I know <laughs> um let's see well I guess we should also talk about you know the Stanley Cup got one Oh, I mean I guess and Lil Wayne said congrats to Sid the Kid and the Pens on another one so Lil Wayne out here with some hashtag controversy, he's good friends with Alex Ovechkin. Mm. Noted rivalry with Sid the Kid. Do you think we could say that Lil Wayne is a hashtag bandwagoner? I think we could say that. We could make that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we've successfully done this podcast episode. Yeah, it's pretty much done. Thanks for listening I'm to emoted out. the most epic rant I've ever gone on with Peter Sheeran. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that one, Reba. Uh, You'll regret it. Um, should we do Smile of the Week? Sure. I don't have anything prepared, so you can go first. Fuck. 
there's nothing to smile about this week. Um, um, the smile of I'm the gonna week give... <laughs> for me is going to go to P.K. Subban because I just watched the video that he made on his Instagram where he was talking about going to Paris and he did everything he could to stop, to not thank the actual Montreal Canadiens organization. So he thanked the people of Montreal, his fans in Montreal, and all of the Canadians' fans, but never once did he thank the organization. So um, thanks for keeping a brave face, P.K. Subban, and I love you, and I'll be cheering from you, even though now you're my rival. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, my smile of the week goes to Taylor Hall. <laughs> Who is a boy that deserves the world and deserves to win and to be clear I'm happy that he is free however I am not happy at the disrespect he received um but anyway you know what uh I just looked at this picture of him and Connor McDavid on the bench together (sighs) and they're both smiling really brightly and it's very cute so my smile of the week goes to former Edmonton Oiler Taylor Hall. Well, that is about all we have for this episode. I need to go take a nap and lie on my floor for about three hours. You can follow me on Twitter at the Kimmy M. Yeah, um, and you know, just follow me on Twitter if you want at Good Sports Dude. Um, I'm gonna be laying on the ground until all of this free agency open trading bullshit is done. Um, so we'll because... see Reba again in October. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just, I don't know, find a more pure, pure interest. Maybe I'll get into gardening. Something with no controversy, something where my heart won't be shattered. <laughs> I'm gonna take up competitive knitting. Mm, sounds good. Um, so yeah, we'll be back in probably two weeks with another episode. Um, or maybe sooner than then if shit goes down. Who knows? Who knows? Um, thanks for listening, and yeah, follow us on Twitter, tweet us if you like the episode, all that jazz. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Peter Chiarelli. For real, meet me in the pit. Mark Bergevin, I hate you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.